What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Laura, what do you got? Laura? Hola, Laura. See? Pero. Bergman's talking to her. He's interrupting her. No, not really? me, but they were talking in the background, so sometimes oh. you can hear him. Yeah, yeah. Really? The Why are they so doing that? I don't know. Bergman's just, just you know, he's, you know, he's, doing he runs the here. show around here. You know what I mean? We're like, talking about schedules yeah. since you guys are on yeah, vacation I mean, a lot next month. Well, we are. And, uh, Cappy, did you like, uh, did you, I'm glad you followed uh, my protocol on the emails, <laughs> like telling people ahead of time what it is you're supposed to be doing. And I hold on, Bergman email. wants to chime in here. Hold okay. Yeah. This is not going to be good. I have a bad feeling about this. Yeah, hold on. It's funny. Yeah, he's got to get headphones on first. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, but yeah, I basically, I sent out an email, like I always do, by the way. I'm always really good about telling people way ahead of time what I need to do and what needs to happen in my absence. And uh, you, Cappy, uh, did a decent job today of following suit, and now Bergman wants to weigh in because no. those emails are directed at Bergman because he puts out the schedule. Correct. Absolutely. And you always do a very good job with it, Hor- Joe. It could George. be either. Yes. Yeah, it really could be either. But yeah, you really do a good job with it. And Cappy, you did do a really good job, except you didn't kind give of. me everything. Well, and here's the thing. You also said you'd be uh, you, you'd work August 1st, and we're not working August 1st. Right. Why? What's August 1st? We have the recharge day. Right. Okay, so, so I wasn't going to work on August 1st. Then on August 2nd, I wasn't going to work. I was going to take the whole week off. Well, you should come August 2nd, because the, uh, the, the owners of the station are taking us all out to dinner. And I'm coming August 2nd for that, and then yeah. I'll take the rest of the week off. So yeah, I got to do a little bit of... You know what I'm my biggest problem is? I'm that week, too. I'm out. I'm, let, yeah. let me tell you what my biggest problem is, George. I know you've got an issue with this as well. During the I college do? football season, yeah. Oh. During the college football season, you're going to be doing some ESPN college football games, Correct. right? Correct, yes. I got to go see my kid play college football this year. I'm thinking to myself, oh, you know, there's plenty more games. And then I realize he got two years of eligibility. Every game could be the last game. I got to get out to some of these games. And now I got to schlep all over the freaking country to go to some of these games. So, yeah, I got to try and figure it out. Um, I do appreciate you, Cappy, for giving me uh, all of the dates together for the, at least the next two months. That's very nice. Yeah, Thank it you. helps Bergman out. Why don't you? I mean, just help Bergman out for a change. Mm-hmm. Bergie, what do you got going on Fourth of July weekend? You want to do something? You want to hang oh out? Oh my together? god! Honey, that Here is we not, go. We don't need to know all of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. First, second, third. I'm in Disneyland. Oh, all right. Oh, I'm have going fun. to fourth. Nice. No. Oh. What an all-American thing to do. Sorry. Yeah. No. Anyway. Not me, bro. I'm just chilling at the crib. I got to go to Vegas in a couple of weeks, dude. The last thing I want to do is go do anything else right now. Right. You need to hunker down a little bit. Family just time. Chill. Deposit yeah. in the bank with the yeah. family. I used to let the... My wife went out to a summer league one year when she was pregnant with Mateo, and we had a good time. Lindsay and I are contemplating a Vegas road trip for summer league. Yeah. We definitely need to do like a midweek, I mean, like two-day thing. Feel free. I mean, I don't know what you're going to broadcast from, though. I mean, I guess you'll have to figure that part out. You could bring out. a Comrex. I mean, you could. There's a studio there. I mean, if you, no, there, well, if you wanted to, I mean, Greg can set it up, actually. He knows Albert, uh, the guy who runs all that stuff. So Yeah, we you got guys that have studio. No idea, I always walk by, and I'm like, oh, I want to go in and visit. But I have a friend of mine. I called him last week. I said, hey, um, you know that penthouse that you have at the top of the uh, building, whatever it is in Vegas? Yeah. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I sold it. I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. Yeah, I mean, I'd sell it too. You don't sell these kinds of assets without telling the friends oh, yeah, who, no. who anticipate borrowing these places and using them as our own personal Airbnbs. You don't go selling these things out from underneath us. Mm. You have to give us fair warning. Really? I'll yeah, check build- my comp nights, Cappy, because I usually have a ton of them from MGM. I'm telling you, man, I had a buddy of mine, my best pal. Had this beautiful, insane mansion at the top of the Mulholland yeah, Estates. Yeah, he don't got it no more, Captain. And he sold it. And you know what? I said to him, I go, that's rude. He goes, why? I said, because I'm in L.A. now all the time. I needed the guest house, and you sold it. Because it's always about you. Because it's always about you, bro. 
All I needed a place to stay. Yeah. It's called the hotel. Yeah. All right. That is what not what you need to know, but Laura know. has what you need to know. So, anyways, this story when I saw it reminded me of Sedano. Sedano, you've talked about how you stole your parents' car once to I did. go to the store. I mean, not just once, but whatever. Yeah. Well, I was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> how old were you? Oh, probably. I mean, he definitely like, 10, like junior right? high. Yeah, oh, like okay. eleven or twelve max. Yeah. You. George Sedano. I've said this with yes, you on the air. Yes, we're not See, going my memory. That. My, See, my memory. My my mom's red Ford Tempo. Yeah, we're not. That's not what you need to know. I said that's what reminded me of the yes. store that All I right. wanted oh, to yeah. because ahead. Ben yeah. Affleck's son, who is ten years old, yeah. wanted to get behind a car, yeah. a Lambo actually, Whoa. and he backed it up Uh-oh. into a parked BMW Ooh. at a uh, like a luxury rental car place where he was at with J-Lo. <laughs> so his kid, they left the kid in the car, and he was like, oh, let me turn this on, and rolled back into a BMW. Oh, uh, no, see, I could drive closer to that age. I know, not I. I was yeah. bad. I'm telling you, I went, I, I, I didn't, I wouldn't dare get on, like, the real streets, you know, mm-hmm. with, like, multi-lanes, but in the neighborhood streets, you know, like, where there's not a lot of traffic, I did it, because the gas station that I drove to was like five or six blocks away, and it was literally like, it was actually five blocks down, um, like south, and then like two blocks uh, west. So it was seven blocks total. I didn't have to get on any major thoroughfare. I literally was just driving through a residential neighborhood at like 25 miles per hour, 30 miles per hour. And when you got to the gas station, did you get out? Of course. I had to buy the candy bars I wanted to buy. Wait a second. So doesn't anybody look at you and go, hey, there's well, a 10-year-old I parked, child? I, I parked, like, kind of far away. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, from the gas like the gas pumps and all that. Like, it was a big enough gas station where there's, like, a lot of distance. Where, you know, some of these gas stations have, like, actual parking spots. So I parked there far away, and then I walked. And nobody, you know, nobody could see. You know, nobody was, nobody noticed. Like, everybody where's was doing their own thing. Where's the, where's the family at this time, that, that 10-year-old My George mom and dad, I don't remember. My, it was like my mom and dad I were going working. somewhere. Like, who knows? Like, yeah, like a wedding or something. I don't know. I was, <laughs> I, I don't know. I was home. I am so impressed. And my grandma was, was around, but she was probably asleep, and that's when I decided to do it. <laughs> I'm so impressed with this story, and I know you say you've, you've told it before. Multiple times. Yeah. I've never heard this before. What? Yes, you have. No, because yeah. red, did you say a red, red tempo? Red Ford tempo. Ford, yeah. that, that's the kind of detail that I would pick up on. Yeah, no, you didn't. You Clearly. Let me tell you something. Yeah. I'm so impressed with this story mm-hmm. because I, too, could drive at a young age, like knew how to drive, knew how to use the car, yeah. but had nowhere near the courage to take one of my parents' cars yeah. when they weren't home. Even though I knew where the keys were, yeah. I knew I could drive it, I knew I could probably get away with it. I was so petrified that my father would walk into the garage and know that the car was moved a half inch. Yeah. Because that's the kind of guy he was, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, my parents, normally very re- perceptive, but um, that was not one of those moments where they were. And I think it did like two or three times, Max. Um, I'm a good driver. Now, with that said, watch, something will happen. Yeah, and, right. Like Somebody will ding me or something. But um, I'll give you an example. So um, I was in Yorba Linda a couple of months ago, and I was driving home with the family back to the South Bay. So I think I was on the 91 heading back west. Okay. And... An accident was break like happened like I I want to say two cars ahead of me mm-hmm. like people like they bumped and I was able to I kind of saw it happen I kind of immediately looked at my left like you know rearview mirror or whatever and saw nobody is in the um in the carpool lane I gotta I gotta like this all happened in a split second like I looked and I was like boom and I immediately like just pulled my hand over got into that lane and went around it. And I want to say it was maybe a hundred feet in front of me, not even. 
I, I'm a pretty good driver. Like, and I, and, what, what I, and I was probably because I was stealing my mom's car at 11 years old. Really? I went through, well, on Saturday, no, 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 Sunday, Sunday night, we were coming from Chino Hills back to LA. And on the other side of the freeway, there was like a huge crash and like all the smoke was coming in. That where you couldn't see, there was like cars like breaking right in front of you. And I swerved, but I swerved to the right and just avoided the car. Yeah, my wife was pooping bricks. She's like, how did you just do that? And I, Because we had the bricks, kids really? in the car too. You know, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, I don't know. I just, I know what I'm doing. She's impressed with your quick reflexes, is she? Yeah. That's one of the things that Kelly always tells me when I say, what is it about George sure. that you love so much? She's like, his quick reflexes. You talk to her every day? That's what she said. Not every day. But on occasion, you know. So That's why I was upset she wasn't at the Mandy's, because I needed quality Kelly time. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Uh, maybe I will allow you having good quality time somewhere else. Yes, I would, I would say that the time has come to consummate this relationship by introducing <laughs> Rachel to Kelly. That's what I think. We'll figure it out. There's a, you know, there's a long way to go still. Yeah, it's a long summer. But, you it, know, it remember, remember last week you said. And for you, hopefully not a cruel summer. Correct. But remember what you said last week mm. when we talked about guys kissing Hey-o. each other on the cheek. Yeah. You said we weren't quite there. And we, we're now there. Dude. I mean. I mean, not regularly. I mean, you had to have won an award for it to happen. You right. Know? But there were yeah. multiple kisses on the cheek. There were because you won multiple awards. Yeah. I mean, I had like your lipstick all over my cheeks at the end of the night. I don't have lipstick. Though. Whoa. Oh, then it was somebody else's. My B. Yeah, it was definitely Rachel's. Rachel's. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, poor Rachel, though, she just get now there's this video out there today that ESPN LA sent out of me walking in dancing and there there's Rachel dancing the whole time with me. Yeah. And it's like, poor girl. I mean, like all she wants to do is go back to her accounting firm. Yeah. They've turned her into a star, George. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, you shared it for the whole world to see. You did do that as well. Yes, that's true. And I may have even tagged her in it. Yeah. So this Dodger thing yesterday, we talked about it, right, where Clayton Kershaw said the thing about uh, Freddie Freeman. And basically, long story short, it's basically like, hey, man, you know, we know this was like an emotional trip for him, but hopefully we're not treated like second fiddle, right? Was Here, here was the quote. It was cool to see Freeman's reception Friday night. Kershaw told the Atlanta, Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the newspaper there, he's obviously been a big contributor for our team, and I hope we're not second fiddle. It's, pretty, uh, it's a pretty special team over here, too. I think whenever he gets comfortable over here, he'll really enjoy it. It was a good night for him. Now, that basically says to me he's not that comfortable, right? Fair? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely sounds to me like Clayton Kershaw is kind of saying to Freddie Freeman, like, dude, um, be a professional. Grow up. You left them. You're with us. You came home. We gave you a lot of money. The fans have shown you tremendous love. Like, get over it. Big deal. You yeah. move team to team. Right. And you're coming home in theory, right? Right. Like, I know you right. spent your most of your adult life in Atlanta, but you are coming home. Like, you're from Orange County. So, yeah. And it, it just seems like whatever it is, he's not all that comfortable yet with the Dodgers. Although he's playing fine. So there's that. But I don't think that, honestly, Cap, that to me is not a huge surprise. Um, I'm not going to name the players in this case, and they're in other sports. They're not in baseball. And they're not just, you know, I know everyone's going to assume it's the NBA, but there, there is one in the NBA. Uh, and another was in the NFL. Where this person had a real, these people had real struggles moving teams after being with a team for a long time. And there was a real adjustment period. And I, I think that everyone just takes that for granted. When you know something, or you've only been one place, or you've been at one place for a really, really long time, and 
you know, they know how you like your sandwich when they make it for you. You know what I mean? Uh, they know how you, uh, you know, how you, you know, when you want your beer, when you want, whatever, right? Like all the little details of being a professional athlete. They know when you like your treatment, whatever it is. It's different. All, all being people are creatures of habit, particularly men are creatures of habit. So is it all that surprising that a grown ass man is a little homesick? No, I, not to me at least. Look, I can understand why Freddie Freeman uh, today, and this was announced earlier today. You know that he he fired his agents. Yeah. So that that's why this story to me, George, gets perpetuated because Freddie Freeman firing his agents. It almost makes you think that the reason he fired his agents is because he's with the Dodgers, not with the Braves. You understand what I'm saying? You that, took it that way. Well, that yeah, I'm I'm so upset at you're, my you're, agency. You're interpreting it that way. Yes, correct. Now that, I'll tell you this: when I was watching the broadcast on Sunday, Buster only was breaking down his contract at one mm-hmm. point and said something to the effect of, and I'm paraphrasing, something to the effect of that basically the money is even because of the state taxes here as opposed to Georgia, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he was, it almost sounded like he was criticizing the agent. Now, maybe he wasn't. That was my interpretation of it. Or criticizing the decision, you know, I guess not Freeman's decision, but it sounded like maybe the agent that he was criticizing. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I think that that the agency that was just fired by Freddie Freeman, given the timing that he's just been to Atlanta for the first time this season, now as a member of the of the Dodgers, and that he's so freaking emotional about it, you know, that him firing his agent now makes you think that what Freddie Freeman fired him for is, I could be in Atlanta making $140 million dollars, but instead, I'm with the Dodgers, and I'm making 162 million. And if you really look at the overall number here in LA versus the overall number in Atlanta, and the years in Atlanta versus more years in LA, the reality of the situation is some might argue that Freddie Freeman actually took less to become a Dodger than he could have by by being with the Braves. And, and Buster Olney did also add this, uh, Cappy, that. Um, he said, and these were the words he used, I remember this, he said that the Braves were always his first choice, that the Dodgers were the second choice. I think we all kind of thought that too, or kind of thought that was understood, that everything was, was trending towards the Braves, and then the, and it wasn't like the Dodgers came in and went, no, no, they'll give you $140 million, we'll give you $240 million. I mean, it, the numbers, the, the Dodgers didn't go in and buy Freddie Freeman out of Atlanta. Something happened there, and it looks like Freddie Freeman is blaming his agents. That's why he fired them. And so when Clayton Kershaw says, hey, dude, it's time to get over it, Freddie Freeman heard the message because he had a quote today, and I'm paraphrasing. It was like, hey, I'm over it now. I'm with the Dodgers. We have a great team. Everything is about pursuing a championship. So I think Clayton Kershaw's message message was delivered, heard, and Freddie Freeman has has let us all know that. So Robert Wilkins tweeted us in the community, and if you want to be part of the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust, which is our community, go to the Twitter, go to your Twitter, and look for the community section, and then type in in the search, uh, Sedano and Cap, like an ampersand, Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust. Uh, Robert Wilkins sends in the community. It's not surprising at all that Freeman is homesick, but we have to acknowledge that Freddie is wearing it on his sleeve in a way that we didn't tip- we don't typically see. No, no, I'm agreeing with that. We don't typically see it. I'm just saying that I don't think we should be all that surprised when someone's been in some place for so long that 
this is the reaction you get. But it, it is absolutely a hundred. He's a hundred percent right. You're a hundred percent right, Cap. It is not atypical of the way these things tend to go down. Look, he's been emotional. He won a championship in Atlanta last year. Mm-hmm. If Atlanta was a garbage team, I will bet you he probably wouldn't be that emotional about it. Right. But hey, I was with these guys. I was with these fans. We won together. We celebrated together. And I thought I was going to be a brave for the whole my whole career. And then all of a sudden, he's not. I'm that's not it. anymore. Yeah. And, and who's to blame for that? The agents. That's who. Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely part of it. Um, Fire all right. Coming up next, there's some interesting stuff going on in the Rams division. Uh, we need to we need to dive into this. Oh, and there's a conversation about the Raiders to be had as well. We'll tell you about that next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Oh, uh, there you go. More Harry nice. Styles. Nice. There's your sushi song. I love this sushi song. Yeah. Do you like tapioca? <laughs> Great transition. It's I'm, National Tapioca Day. I'm not even sure I know what tapioca really is. It's gross, actually. Boba. It's, it's ta- like white with like chunks in it. I don't even like know like what it's Like a tapioca pudding? Yes. Yeah. Oh, never mind. I was thinking of tapioca boba. My bad. No, no, no. Did you say boba? Mm-hmm. Is that like the coffee drink that has those yeah. little ball things in the bottom of it? Yeah, yes. tapioca is like, it's like a rice pudding, but with um with cassava. It's like what they serve in like the old folks' homes. Yeah. You know, the word itself, tapioca, and the texture of it, doesn't sound good or look good, but I believe I've had it and thought, damn, this is way better than it sounds and looks. Really? No, no not for me. I'm good. My my grandmother loved, like, cassava, anything cassava, so tapioca was, like, part of the, the deal. What is you know, cassava made of? Root. It's a root plant. Oh, okay. Yeah. I always yeah, wonder, like, what some of these random things are that they... Mm-hmm. It's good for you, by the way. It's very healthy for you. See, I was talking to Lindsay earlier today, George, and let me spring this on you. You and I have had a conversation in the past about uh, cauliflower crusted pizzas. Cauliflower crusted pizzas are good. Very good. I like them. I got a new Not one. Not for, for everybody, you. though. There's people who are anti, very much so. I got a new one for you. You yep. ready for this? Go ahead. Last night, I stopped in the grocery store on my way home. Mm-hmm. I bought a gluten free uh-huh. broccoli crust pizza. Oh, that sounds delicious. Not only was it broccoli and crust, yeah. but it had chicken and kale on it. Okay. So I mean, clearly, really, really exceptionally healthy. This right. frozen but pizza did you, that I was. Did you? Um, did you? But you know, I mean, it still has a lot of calories, probably. So I mean, how many calories did you have? Didn't look. Didn't care. Yeah. Uh, ate the whole thing. Let me tell you something. This may be hard to believe. I'm a huge cauliflower crust pizza fan. The broccoli crusted pizza, better. Okay. Good. There you go. Do you happen I, to know what brand it was? Because I want to try it now. It's called Open Nature. I found it in Vaughn's. I didn't care about the brand. I just thought broccoli-crusted pizza sounded interesting, so I grabbed it. I then ate it. I loved it. And then I remembered the brand because I knew that somebody might ask. Open Nature broccoli-crusted pizza. George? Taking a note. Will you try it? Sure. It's fire. Okay. Fair enough. 
let me say, this pizza, bussy. Wait, what? It was bussin'. Bussin'? I feel like you don't use that word right. No, I think I do. I think I'm using it right. Laura? No. If you say food is really good and you say that it's bussy, you don't think that's the proper usage? I mean, I'm kind of old, but no. I don't know, man. I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm using it correctly. This broccoli-crusted pizza with chicken and kale? Bussy. You know what? I tried a few weeks ago, and Morales said it was like the best keto crust he's ever had. It was made out of like chicken and egg. The crust. It was like a chicken chicken and egg mixed crust. Huh. Interesting. Chicken and egg. Yeah. Like it, it, it looks, tastes just like a, it doesn't taste like chicken. It tastes like a crust. It's delicious. Mm. Okay. The broccoli I do, crusted. I do real food. Like real, I think it's called real foods. It's like chicken. Like you think they're like little stuffed breads. But instead of bread, is chicken. And mm. it's like stuffed with stu- like broccoli, cheese, or whatever. So good. Yeah. So, really? Cappy, are you trying to just eat more healthily? Or are you trying to like get, get some keto, like cut back on the carbs? Like what's this? Yeah, what's the goal here? What's yeah. the end game here, Spence? The, the, the end game is, is that on July 5th, Monday of next week, I start my diet. Or is it Tuesday? It's Tuesday of next week. I start You're my gonna diet. You're going to start a diet in the summer already? Like in the middle of the summer? Terrible idea, right? Yes. Terrible idea. But the thought process is, is that if I give myself a good solid 30 days, really mm. commit myself, yeah. mm. by the time the early August comes, yeah. I'll finally be ready to at least take my shirt off, not like on the beach in full public view, yeah. but like around like close friends that I don't care. Okay. Mm. You know what's a really good tip that I've found for keto when you're, when you're craving pizza and you don't want a lot of carbs and you don't want to like all that hassle, you know, pizza's, you know, whatever. So you take like some eggplants and you can either cut them up long ways like a, like a boat style mm-hmm. or cut them up into the little thin slices and you put them on a pizza sheet. Put some pizza sauce, some mozzarella cheese, and if you want, some little pepperonis and you make little mini ones and there's no carbs there. There you go. It's a very good, it's a good keto tip. There you, you go, Cappy. Uh, so Ca- about it. Cappy, let, about it. let me ask you this. If you were the Niners, are you trading Depot Samuel? Um, if I am the Niners, am I trading Debo Samuel? Mm-hmm. Um, because he clearly wants out now. We know that. Well, true. He he has been like talking about this the entire off season, hasn't he? But I don't want to get rid of Debo Samuel. He doesn't want to be used like a running back unless they're going to pay him like one, like you know, like a combination. He wants to be like the highest paid player at his position, and I don't blame him because all these guys are getting contracts at wide receiver. But he's like, yeah, yeah, but wait a second. You don't just throw the ball to me a ton. You also use me as a running back. Right. He doesn't want to be a running back. Right. So either you let me strictly be a wide receiver and pay me like a wide receiver or stop using me as a running back too. Right. And that that gets dangerous, right? Could you imagine if the Niners go and they give him a top-level wide receiver kind of contract? Right. You know, let, let's just say. And then they're like, Debo, go into the backfield. It's like, nope, not going no, in. Don't do that. I don't do that. Yeah. And they're like, well, what do you mean you don't do that? And he's like, you guys paid me a four-year, $100 million contract to be a wide receiver. If you wanted me to be a wide receiver and a running back, that would have been a four-year, $125 million contract. So because you didn't pay me the extra money, this is all I do. And by the way, I I don't blame him at all. At all. I would do the exact same thing. Because here's the deal. You know this as well as I do. What's the position in the sport with the least shelf life i would say that's probably considered running back correct three and a half years on average so when you take those beatings at that position like he does 
a number of times a game, that is going to lessen your longevity. So I don't blame him at all unless he's going to get properly compensated for it. He's got numbers and statistics, because numbers are statistics, that actually tell you that he should be considered to be paid amongst you know what top level wide receivers. Yeah, you just Laura just said in my ear, you pulled an almond nut there. I did pull an almond nut, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are numbers and there are statistics, yeah. and even though both of those things are the same thing simultaneously, yeah. I decided to use both of them rather than just one of them. Yeah, but go ahead, tell us about Debo again. Go ahead. There are statistics that support that Debo Samuel, as a wide receiver, is a top level. Wide receiver. Correct. He had like 1,400 yards, right, this year or something. Should be paid amongst the top wide receivers. Yeah. But when you've created a value for yourself where you're both a top-level wide receiver and you're a really, really good running back also, and that allows you to be a more diverse player, that is supposed to allow you to get paid more money. That's his argument. Slash his argument is, I don't want to be a running back because I don't want to get hit like that and I don't want to have a shortened career. Correct. Which is why you have to get as much money as you can right now. Yeah, but if you're by the way in in that sport period, I would I I, there is, you know, maybe in like basketball, it's a little different because I mean, granted, it's still physical because as we see a ton of injuries, the guys put torque on their body that no other sport does um, with the type of athleticism they generally possess. But with football, because of the physicality of it, because you are literally colliding like a car crash for a living, pretty much in a ton of these positions. You have, and it's not all guaranteed. You have to get as much money as possible every time out. But if you're John Lynch, and you know we talk about how in the NBA players who want to you know get somewhere or play with other guys, they find a way to do it. If you're John Lynch and you're the general manager of the Niners, you're like, I've got to deal with the Rams. The Rams are the Super Bowl champions. We've had their number until they got us in the NFC Championship game on their home field. We can't give up a player like Debo Samuel and expect to be able to keep up with the Rams. He's an important part of what we do. So he wants out, Debo, but he wants out because he wants to go someplace where he can only be a wide receiver, but everybody values him yeah. because of the two things that he does. Yeah. Um but if you want to want him to do that, you've got to pay him the you got to pay him correctly. Got to pay him as both. Yeah. And uh Remember Jimmy Graham tried to do that a number of years ago when he was with New Orleans. Do you remember that when he wanted to be paid like a wide receiver and then he went to arbitration? And he, I think he lost that, if I recall correctly. I do recall because he said, hey, look, I know I play tight end. But I pay, I play like 60-something percent of the downs like in the slot as a receiver. Right. So why is it that I can only be, why am I pigeonholed into tight end money? Right. Debo Samuel last year. Didn't George Kittle also try that, I think, if I recall correctly? I could be wrong, but, you know. Let's see. Debo Samuel last year, 77 catches, 1,400 yards receiving. Pretty damn impressive. 18 yards per reception. Right. And what about running the ball? Uh, I got to go find that. This, Ay, these Dios are, mio. These are, these are receivers. I mean, I had you Google. I thought you were doing I go- no, I was, Google stuff. You're I was Googling doing the good. statistics. I was doing His numbers, numbers, which are statistics. <laughs> okay, right. The statistics and the numbers being two totally different things. Um, rushing the football last year, yeah. 59 carries, yeah. 365 yards. That's impressive. It's like six yards a carry almost. 6.2 yards per carry, yeah, smart there guy. Go. There you go. And eight touchdowns. So in total, he's good for 2,000 yards, yeah. 14 touchdowns. Yeah. As running back and so he, receiver. he deserves the money he's asking for. And he played in 16 games. Yeah. He deserves the money he's asking for. I don't blame him one freaking bit. 
if he was the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL, would he finally be happy and like go do what he No, told? but you got to pay him way more than the highest uh, wide receiver because he's doing stuff that other people aren't doing. Those 59 carries deserve something. Hmm. I don't know, George. I mean, listen, I'm looking at uh, two years ago he played in seven games, and the year before that he did play in 15 games, but we only asked him to carry the ball 14 times. Right, but that has changed. He's carried the ball 81 times in his career total. Last year, he carried the ball, like I said, almost 60 times per game, or 60 times for the whole season. Gosh, you're not asking him to be a number one running back. You're not asking him to carry the ball 350. Right, times but you're in basically asking him to be at least a third down back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, you're, you're. I don't ever remember a guy like Darren Sproles saying, "Hey, look, I'm a premier running back, but I'm also a great kick returner, punt returner, so I get to be paid." Only this much if you only want me to run the ball. Okay. But if you want me to return kickoffs and return punts, then i got to get paid this. Well, I mean, that Darren Sproles should not have done that. But and, I, and by the way, Darren Sproles also played like 15 years ago. And, but I do remember this, George. I'll tell yeah. you an interesting story. Um, well, tell me that story later because we got to go to Radio Tinder. All right, then i got to write it down. Yeah, write it down. Don't it's, be about Eric, it's about Eric Weddle. Yeah. Okay, so I'm writing down right now. Former Eric Ram Weddle. Eric Weddle, Super right. Bowl champion. And it's going to be a story about... You covering him with the Chargers, the team that you hate. It was more about him trying to get a contract, but him right. really putting his foot down and saying, right. if I don't get this much money. Well, don't, don't give do it all thing. away now, dopey. Well, I'm not going to. I'm going to tell you in detail. Jeez. All right. Nice Mios. Radio Tinder, award winning. I don't know if you heard that. Did you know that? Talking to you. I was there. Oh, I thought it was rhetorical. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know that. Okay. It's an award winning segment, Radio and, Tinder. And it's coming up in 90 seconds. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Once we get a new open, it's going to say, take it away, award-winning, best producer of the year, Lindsay, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we had to use the old open today because Morales Lindsay. is indisposed. Let yeah, is he, like, is he just like sleeping the entire like, <laughs> Probably. day? Probably. <laughs> he needs to catch up on sleep. He's been working like 24-7. He yeah. does. Hey, let me ask you something, Lindsay. What's um, up, Cappy? Are you receiving a lot of messages on social media especially people from outside of L.A. that are congratulating you, like all your people in Cleveland, like seeing this, and they're like, oh, my God, Lindsay moved to L.A. And she's and now she's, an award-winning producer. She's become a star working for ESPN. Uh, my sister did text me and say, sis, you're, like, famous. And I said cause she saw my post with the trophies because she was like, oh, I didn't realize that those were awards. And I was like, yeah, we had some weird trophies, like, long story. And she was like, oh, that's cool. You're, like, famous, sis, because she followed my, like, work Instagram. My, my Aunt Lindsay Baseball, and I was mm -hmm. just like, no, says I'm not famous. And she's like, yes, you are. And I was like, no, I'm not, but thanks. Um, but, yeah, my friends and stuff, like, you know, texting me and 
Congrats. I know, dude. I am getting people literally from all over the country, from other parts of my life, from people I haven't spoken to in, or heard from in so many years. They're like, Los Angeles, California, ESPN, big awards and trophies. Damn, he must be doing something right. And I'm like, yeah, it was kind of like we were just kind of making like this goofy kind of thing. And it, but people are like, no, Same. don't feel that way. They're like, don't don't down on on your Mandy's. Like, step up and love your Mandy's. I was like, the people like voted. Little, yeah, it's like a little award show we do, and oh, it's still cool. I mean, I did send out like a mass text the last day of voting because you know, since we didn't do like any campaigning on the show whatsoever, I texted like my my big like friends and family group that we go on vacation with. I texted probably like twenty of my friends that don't live here, and I was just like, "Hey, vote for me!" And I went through the list of like, "Hey, vote for vote for me!" And then all the rest of them like, "Vote however you want, whatever." <laughs> So in the last, George, do you hear this? No, I mean, like I said, I said, vote for Radio Tinder, vote for me for best producer, vote for us for the best show. Right. Um, like uh, all the ones that we're we're in, like, bo- I, like I said, vote for either Sedano or Cap for best host. But then like the ones like best look and stuff like that, like, you know, I didn't know that. I didn't think you guys cared. The Lindsay's text in the last moments may have actually swayed the vote. I hope so. Because all my friends they, and family voted. They were like, done, done, did it. I know, and for the first couple of days, I was like downplaying. Eh, it's no big deal. Eh, it's no big deal. Now I'm like, I mean, then you took naked deal. pictures. Yeah, so you need to retake those, Cappy. I. It is true, everybody. I did take naked pictures with my Mandy's in front of me, where you couldn't see any of that that you don't want to see. Yeah. But then when I showed it to George and he expanded the in picture, front of like, your handy, right? Then you could see something that you don't want to see. Yeah. Hey, Kendall Jenner just did it, so why can't you? She posted like a, a what they call a tastefully nude photo, and f- you know she you're posed in a way where you can't see anything. That's what I was going for. I was going for the artistic sort of vibe. I'm gonna do the same thing, Cap. Damn. But just to just to tick everybody off, I'm gonna post it on my OnlyFans. Oh. Because you know that's like that's that's why they say I won. So you know. How about that, George? Gotta, you got to subscribe. Sorry. Linz, take it away. All right, Sedano. So the Colorado Avalanche won the Stanley Cup. They and did. And it was for the first time since 2001, so everyone's celebrating, of course. Yeah, it's Long, only the third time in their history. Right. And longtime Avalanche beat reporter Mike Chambers of the Denver Post shared photos of his own celebrations with the Cup on Twitter yesterday. He, post, uh, he posed with the Cup over his head. He had, like, a cigar in his mouth, and he had his stained button-up shirt, you know, from probably champagne or whatever. Uh, and he also had a picture with Colorado captain Gabriel Landenskog and the trophy. Many fans and fellow media members took exception to his celebrations and reminding the reporter on Twitter that he should be impartial and objective and that the press are traditionally expected to adhere to those standards. So basically everyone's complaining that he's posting celebratory pictures of the team that he covers. So do you guys have an issue with a beat reporter celebrating when a team wins... A title. Swipe left or swipe right. Sedano. Um, I don't have an issue with it, so I will swipe left. Um, and, and the reason I say that is because I um, – okay. I, I When I worked on the TV broadcast with the Heat when LeBron was there, they won two championships. Now, there was an opportunity for me to even get a ring if I wanted to, but I did not. Which you should have. Nah, it's just not... Because I knew what I wanted to do down the road. You know what I mean? So I didn't think it made sense for what I wanted my career path to be. It was a cool offer. um, But I'll tell you this, because I was also young enough at that time. Like, you know, I was 
it was 10 years ago, so I was in my 30s, early 30s. Um, I did go out and party with those guys, like not with them directly, like I wasn't in their cars, but I was like, everybody went to the same nightclub that night. You know, I'm sure people, when they won the second one, and there's tons of pictures online back then, and I'm sure they're still there, of them and Drake hanging out and popping bottles. I was there. Like part uh, of the, the team celebration. Yeah, I, I was there, and there were a lot of people there from the media that were there. I'll give you another example. I happened to be, and it was funny because Evan Cohen, who works for Good Karma Broadcasting, or Good Karma Brands, sorry, our owners here, who was my date basically for the Mandy's, he and I, he and I, um, I, you know, back then uh, when I was, co- you know, covering baseball in 2003, and the Marlins beat the Yankees, and I was in New York, and they invited us to the after party, and we went, and it was at this like, party in like some nightclub in the meatpacking district and that's where Alyssa Milano and Carl Pavano who at the time were an item kind of met each other basically I think or or at least became more public I guess at that time um it was uh it was fun but I I've never gotten a ring no, or anything like that so I don't have a problem with him like hanging out and celebrating taking pictures with the trophy who cares like it's not a big deal to me I'm glad you went first on this and I was curious to know which direction you're going to go I'm swiping left also here listen here's the thing the lines have been blurred now in in what media is, you know, and there are so many guys like you hear John all the time, John Ireland say, well, I can't actively recruit a player because I work for the team. Nobody thinks you're actively recruiting any of the players that we're possibly talking about, but he's got to be careful because he works for the team. The media, you may work for the L.A. Times in theory, or what was this, the Denver Post? You may work for yes. the Denver Post, but the reality is you are essentially embedded with the team you create relationships with the players by creating those relationships that's how you get stuff that's how you get content which you pass on to your audience you might have a relationship with the general manager the ceo of the team that all might happen and if you're invited afterwards because you're part of it because you've been covering it all year i have no problem with pictures of the trophy cigars in your mouth celebrating because even though it's them they want it it's we it's our town it's it's our community and it's the guys that I cover every yeah, day. Yeah, a I civic their thing. Stories. Yeah. 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 I don't have a problem with it. Cool. I'm glad you don't because I feel like the people that were hating on them are just haters. And No, nah, I mean, listen, man, I just think that's a personal decision. You know what I mean? Like, I think everybody does it, but just not everybody posts about it because there's plenty of people that will take pictures listen, and, and hang out okay. and party and celebrate. They just don't post pictures. I, I'll tell you this. Okay. I've covered beats before. Okay. And. It's fun when you're covering a championship-type team. It's not fun when you cover a stinky team, okay? And yep. and the writers will tell you that as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. It was fun covering the Rams this year. It was not fun covering the Lakers this year. Yeah, it wasn't as fun. Correct. All right, next one. So on this day, back in 2002, the movie Mr. Deeds featuring Adam Sandler and Winona Ryder premiered in theaters. It's a remake of the 1935 film where Sandler stars as a good-hearted small-town guy who inherits like this multi-billion dollar company, and hilarity is supposed to ensue, but it's a pretty terrible movie. Do you guys think that Mr. Deeds is the worst Adam Sandler movie? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? Ooh. I'll go ahead, do your Adam Sandler thing. Well, you know, Mr. Deeds, it's a good movie. That's my Adam Sandler. I don't know which way that was, but okay. <laughs> uh, my favorite Adam Sandler stuff is like old school SNL, like where he shows up on, on you know, the news, and they're like, um, you know, hey, I've come up Opera with some Man costumes. or whatever he no, calls No, no, it's more like I've come up with some costumes for Halloween. Like, you can go as Crazy Pickalarm. Hello, I'm Crazy Pickalarm. I have a pickle for an arm. Now, please, give me some candy. 
So I love all those old <laughs> Adam Sandler deals, right? This movie that you're talking about, never heard of it, never saw it. So really not sure if it's the worst Adam yeah, Sandler Yeah, it's pretty movie, terrible, actually. But I haven't heard of it or seen it, so I'm going to have to say it's probably down there. It is my least favorite Adam Sandler movie. Um, and I didn't like Click either, but I think that Mr. Deeds is definitely way worse. For some reason, my little nephew, who's 11, loves that movie Click. I don't know why, but that movie gets really dark at the end. Yeah, it's weird. It's like weird sad. Um, I... Um, there, look, Little Nicky is also pretty terrible, but I'm also Ooh, I forgot about that. One. But I'm also <laughs> partial to that one because of the scene with Harvey Keitel and Dan Marino, where about. Dan Marino, Harvey Keitel's playing the devil, and you know, Little Nicky is you know obviously uh, related to the devil, and he uh, he's asking him for a chance at a championship. And he's like, uh, he's like, I'll sell my soul to you. Uh, and Harvey Keitel's like, No, Mr. Marino, you're just you're too nice to do. He's like, You did it for Namath. <laughs> and then he walks out. You know what I mean? And like, it was it's funny. It's a funny scene. But um, but other than that, the movie's terrible. But I would say Mr. Deeds is definitely the worst. Yes. Side mm. note: Would you would you sell your soul to the devil for a championship? No. Cappy, would you? I don't know. I got to think about that one. That's one. That one's not an. Immediate I'm not like Mr. Me. Religion, as we discussed during Crosstalk, but right. I definitely wouldn't do that. I, but that yeah. one's that one's not an immediate no. That that's a hold on. I need to think about that. I right, really. Same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, next one. So Blue Jays star, superstar even, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is yeah. reportedly passing on the Home Run Derby for the second year in a row. He has elected to prioritize his health, specifically his wrist, over individual glory. Mm -hmm. The news comes as a major disappointment for fans after Vlad Jr. put on quite a show in the 2019 Home Run Derby with a record 91 home runs, but he ultimately fell to uh, Pete Alonso in the final. Has the home run derby lost some of its luster over the past few years? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? No, I'll, I'll swipe left. I think it's it's honestly, arguably the best part of the like to watch on TV at least. To you know, then it's better than the All Star Game. I think in a lot of cases. I mean, baseball's All Star Game is probably still the most meaningful one. I would guess uh, of all the major ones. And I love the Home Run Derby to watch. It's not great radio, and I feel like I say that as someone who is on a station that probably has to air that, if, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I think we're, we're off early that day for the Home Run <laughs> Derby. Who's doing it? Who's, who's, I don't know, but Berman used to do it on TV. Back, back, back. Well, back, I think back, John, back, back, our buddy Brooke Shambi was doing it for a while, but I know I, I shouldn't speak for him, but I, I'm guessing it's not his favorite assignment. Um, I love the Boogly Boogler. Yeah, but the uh, yeah, it, it's just I, I love it. I think it's fine. I still think they there's always dudes that just mash. So yeah, when when you ask the question, has it lost its luster? I'm gonna also swipe left and say no. Just because certain guys don't want to do it, it provides an opportunity for someone else to step up. Listen, if if you have a health issue, then I understand. No but problem. I'll yep. tell you this right now. Yeah. Um, if Vlad Guerrero is fully healthy and he doesn't want to do it because he hit all those bombs and he still lost, I'll tell you this right now. Um. This is the all-star game at Dodger Stadium. This is the all-star game in L.A. This will be an all-star game on steroids. If you can do it, you should, because this is the stage. Yeah, but I don't blame him. if he, you know, He's in a very tightly contested division, right? And um, they want to make the playoffs. So I, I don't blame him for wanting to be um, you know, in a situation where he can compete. You know, So, yeah, I, you know, I, I have no issue with it. Real quick, I, I was driving into L.A. Live yesterday and there is a giant mural for the All-Star game, right? Mm -hmm. And there is, um, there's a picture of Otani. There's a picture of Freddie Freeman. And I'm trying to remember who the third uh, major leaguer is that's, that's on this. 
And I thought, wow, that's kind of presumptuous about Freddie Freeman. I'm not really. And so I went and I looked it up. Right now, Freddie Freeman is third in the all-star balloting for National League first baseman. Yeah, I believe it. Paul Goldschmidt's got 1.5 million votes. Pete St. Alonso, Louis, yeah. Yeah, Pete Alonso has 958,000 in New York. Yeah, New York yeah. And Freddie Freeman's got 760,000. So while Freddie Freeman's picture is up on that mural, I thought, why Freddie Freeman's picture rather than, like, Mookie Betts? Well, he'll probably still get the coaches to pick him, so it doesn't really matter. And Trey Turner is the leading shortstop vote-getter with yeah. 1.4 million no, votes. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I don't know. Just so you know, uh, Jose Ramirez, Cleveland Indians third baseman, is the leading vote-getter in the yeah. American League. Yeah. Just Shout saying. out to Cleveland. Just saying. I guess, yeah. Uh, by the way, the Toronto Blue Jays are in the wild-card position right now. Well, so It is still the first half of the season. No, I get it, but, that, but if I'm Vlad Guerrero Jr., I get it. Hey, winning over individual home run derby. By the way, all three of the American League East teams are in the wild card right now. Really? <laughs> well, the Yankees are clearly running away with the division, but the other th- the three wild card teams right now, the top three wild card teams are all AL East teams. So, uh, all right, that is Radio Tinder. We went way over each and every day at five thirty. Award winning Radio Tinder. Uh, coming up next, Cappy. Yes, sir. I before I do tell you what's coming up next, let me tell you. Well, let me do that first. Let me tell you what's coming up next. Okay. Mm-hmm. Make up uh, your mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I believe we are witnessing the end of an era, sadly. Um, and we'll get to that on the other side. But let me tell you that Radio Tinder happily is presented by our sponsors at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. And if you don't believe me, look at Justin Turner. His, his uh, batting practice t-shirt, you know what it is? Cappy, that's a question for you. Yeah, I'm here. Tell Te- me. Tequila Mandala. Really? It's his good luck charm right now. So he's wearing it for batting practice. He's been wearing it forever. So, yeah. So you can tell that my guy Justin Turner, JT, is enjoying the Tequila Mandala. Uh, so do what we do. Demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. Back in two minutes. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. There you go, Cappy, is your song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 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 uh. I think this is just a show song. Yeah. I don't know, but I feel it. Do you know who sings this? Nope. <laughs> Can I have a hint? I mentioned him literally in the last segment. Drake? Yes. No, you're listening. I was listening. I remember you talking about being at a party when the Miami Heat won a championship and Drake partying with LeBron and you saying you were there. Now I was at that same nightclub, yeah. Right. So w- were you in the same nightclub like like close to the party with LeBron and Drake or were you just like I'm on one end of the bar and like those guys are behind no, the ropes? They VIP were in, they were definitely in a VIP area. I was also in a VIP area but in a different part of the club. But I could they were like up by the stage near the DJ. I was kind of further back. Like on the side, they have like it was a it, the base. The place is an old theater, um, so it has tables like kind of in like the sides too. You know, like a theater in the round. You know, could you walk up to them and like? No, you can't get that. You couldn't have gotten to where they were okay. getting. Yeah, you, yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe if I would, I, I probably was there because I knew somebody. But I maybe I could have gotten there. But why did I? I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be the creeper. 
You don't want to party with LeBron? You don't want to party with No, Drake? I don't know them like that. Cappy, Cappy would. would. Yeah. <laughs> he totally would. I don't know them like that. I had a professional relationship with them. I totally would. Yeah. I, to- I totally would try. It's like if I- I'd see Drake, he'd look at me, I'd look at him. He'd have that look in his eye like, I don't know who this guy is, but maybe, should I maybe yeah, know But uh, Drake is also a part of, uh, you guys share uh, something in common. I would be like, yo, my Canadian Hebrew brother, come here, bring it in, my man, there come you on. Go. Yeah. There and then go. I would try and convince him that I know him from somebody. Like, don't you remember that time we were in Vegas that night, and me and you, we were there. Don't you remember? No, you don't remember? Okay. <laughs> no, I'd be. Yeah. Uh, so, by the way, people are tweeting in in the community, and you can be part of the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust in our community in uh, on Twitter. Go to the community section, and then uh, uh, in the search, look for Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust. So people are saying that Jack and Jill... Is were is the worst Adam Sandler movie? They're saying Click is bad and only be, it was only decent because of Kate Beckinsale. More votes for Jack and Jill. They think Mr. I never Deeds even is heard good. of that one. Yeah, me um, either. It, but I, I, I was going to ask about I've the Zohan. I've, Zohan is also getting some getting, votes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't mess with the Zohan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that movie I do remember watching briefly, and it was terrible too. I mean, he had a number of sinkers. I mean, look, you, not everything is good. Not every night's a forty point night, you know. Um, somebody is saying here, this is Rev Ayala. He says, sorry, Cap, my son says that, uh, you sound like Yoda, not the guy we're talking about. So he thinks my Adam Sandler impression sounds more like Yoda <laughs> than yeah, actually Adam it Sandler. It does sound like Yoda, actually. Really? A little bit. Hmm. Do it go, again. Do it again one more time. So you can go in a Halloween. No, that's as, not how you did it the last time. Crazy one arm guy. No. Hello. I'm crazy one arm guy. I only have one arm. Now please give me some candy. There, that la- he does the, kind of sound like at Yoda. The, at the end, the thing you did at the end, that was yeah. the thing you did the whole time. That sounds like Yoda. Yoda-ish. It's Yoda mm-hmm. adjacent. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like people that live in Beverly Wood and say they live in Beverly Hills or Beverly Hills adjacent. Right. Like or people that VIP. say they're right, they're in a club with LeBron. Right. Yeah. I, but I but I, I was VIP. Well, I was also in a VIP, but VI, but not that VIP. Not the VIP. I was in a VIP, but no, not, not that VIP. VIP. Not the VIP. VIP. Right. Yes. Cap, I feel like you always mix in some other when you're doing an impression, you always mix in some other character un- you like, do. unknowingly. Yeah. Like Shaq, you're doing yeah, the like Homer Simpson. You're doing like yeah, the Simpsons uh you know, grandfather. Yeah, the grandpa from Simpsons. But in this yeah. case this this the Adam Sandler is a mix between Sandler and Yoda. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, Yoda is one of the goats, man. Uh, in the in the Star Wars universe, there's no question. Speaking of goats, yeah. Um, I don't. You probably did not watch a second of Serena Williams's match today at Wimbledon. No, why would I have? Did you? I did. Yeah. Really? What time was it on? I mean, I love Wimbledon. Number one. I like Wimbledon too. Like, I turn on ESPN. It's the first thing I turn on, on my TV, and I'm like, oh. It's Wimbledon, and I don't have to look at it and go, hey, it's a tennis tournament. Which one is it? Because as soon as I see the grass, I know what it is. Yeah, I mean, she's 40 years old, so there was a chance. And then I noticed, I looked on my phone and saw that it was a struggle. So I turned it on, and I was wondering to see if she was going to pull it out. It's only the second time she's lost in the first round. And now that she's 40, I'm like, I I think this may be it, you know, for her. It is, um, you got to figure highly likely. I didn't realize Serena was already 40. Gosh, the, the Williams sisters, Venus and Serena, incredible, have, incredible, have, have incredible. been part of our lives at least the way I can remember. It. Oh my God, for almost thirty years. Right. Well, I mean, I think back to like nineteen, you know, like ninety eight, ninety nine. I don't remember why, but I was in New York City, 
and I was standing in front of this hotel, and Serena, not Serena, Venus was standing right there, and I was like, I couldn't believe how tall she was. Like, I knew yeah. she was tall, right. but I didn't realize what, I mean, just what she looked like in person. Yeah. And then Serena, if you've ever seen her play in person. Oh, my God, yeah. You realize, like, what kind of ultra athlete body oh no question she has like we look at lebron and we're like look at the she's body. the lebron of women's of women's sports right. i would say right forget about tennis just women's sports but at 40 years old to still be playing to still be pursuing wimbledon grand slam yeah. championship just adding to her or you know her already impressive resume that is the best of all time right yeah or or perhaps now uh, an opening round loss where she says, you know what? Um, I've had an insane career. I've made a fortune. Tennis and the fame that it's brought to me has allowed me to do so many other things that I've wanted to do in my life. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, it's hard to beat like 20-year-olds when right. you're 40. Eventually. Eventually, if father time or mother time, in this case, catches up with everyone. And, and I think that, you know, she certainly withstood that for a long, long time. Um, I, I would say, you know, when you mentioned LeBron, that's, that's what I think of. I think of her, I, I, I think of her as the greatest single female athlete of all time. And I think of her as one of the top 10 athletes, period, of all time. So as far as, I mean, like, she, I mean, how many other people are more decorated than her in any sport? Right. In yeah. any I mean, gender. And, and by the way, the, the other part of it, just real quick. And by the is, way, 10 may even be loose. Like, it probably is clo like closer to five, to be but, honest with you. But remember at the beginning of the Williams sisters when it was Richard Williams, the dad, who yeah. was kind of like a lot of people thought he, he was, was like, too involved. Right. Yeah. You know, but he, you see why he was involved, you well, know, look, in retrospect. Look, right. Look, look what he created. And and Venus was the first prodigy i mean before she was older serena, correct right, yeah before serena became the superstar that she ultimately became don't forget how great venus was also yeah and both young ladies here from southern california obviously so yeah yeah um but yeah i it kind of made me a little sad because i feel like when we get to these points with these athletes and serena's in that class of all-time greats you know period it's like kind of a little bit of my mortality goes too. you know what i mean like when you watch the stuff like that yeah, like when you're seeing somebody's entire career from beginning to end, and you're like, wow, I saw that guy get drafted in the NFL, right. play 16 years, and, and in become a Hall of right. Famer, yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then now look. You and know? in Serena's case, we've seen her since she was like 13 years old. Right. It's crazy. Yeah, and, and by the way, not only did we see her you know, win all of these events and, like I said, become more of a cultural icon, uh, not just a sports icon, but think about it, you know the movies made about her family, right? And her just, story. It was a, an award-winning movie. I mean, yeah. you you've banned, uh, you've boycotted Will Smith because of it. Well, I boycotted Will Smith because not because of the, of the slap, movie, because of the slap. But, yes. but he won the award, yeah, right, right, for King Richard. Yeah. And I wanted to see King Richard, and I love Venus. Now and you're Serena, not going to see it, and now I won't even see the movie. Wow. Until the boycott comes to an end, George, I don't know when that's going to be. Yeah, I mean, you almost sang Summertime the other day, so it's got to be coming close. I, I had to resist. You did. I had to put but the governor it, it on. it came close. I want to say one more time, anytime this conversation comes up, if I'm going to say it on the air. Will wants to come on the show, yes. Will Smith, yeah. if you want to get jiggy with it. I'm sure he does. You should come on the show. Yeah, that 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 offer right there, the way you phrased you it, I'm it. sure that's exactly why he will come on the show. All right. I know, I know, he thinks that going on Oprah is yeah. a much yeah. bigger deal and a much yeah. bigger platform. Right. But I'm telling you, this okay. is the way to do it. All right, coming up next, one of the greatest hi historical 
anniversaries in boxing history. One of those you're going to remember where you were next.